Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Today we are studying 1 Peter, and we're going to be in chapter 3, and we're going to be looking at verses 8 down through the end of the chapter, verse 22. And again, we've been doing this study in 1 Peter right in the middle of a COVID um, worldwide pandemic. There's a worldwide crisis going on right now, and um, the hospital where I uh, am in is pretty much... uh, about now a fourth of it's full of COVID patients, um, and there's a whole lot of um, sickness and a whole lot of fear uh, right now. And wherever you are, you may feel like you're sick. Um, you may feel like you don't know what to believe. Um, so we're focused on focusing on what we should believe, and. Um, the Holy Spirit is talking through Peter. The Holy Spirit is is set out here for us today. It's just as real for us today as when Peter was trying to tell the Christians uh, in that day, the, the ones who were suffering, the ones who were going through all kinds of crises right then and there. What do you set your mind on when times are really tough? What do you set your heart on? And again... Chapter 1 told us it's Christ no matter what. Um, in the time of, of uh, a crisis, it is uh, Jesus Christ that uh, allows us to hold on. Uh, and our faith in Him is more precious than anything else that we have as Christians. So it's centering on the faith. But then in chapter 2, uh, he's saying, well, okay, the faith is great. But now you've got to to grow up in your faith. So um, our faith in Christ allows us to to be good. But it's but once we are once we are good, now he's saying we need to grow up and to actually do good. We want to live freely to do good. We want to be free from the sin of the world, the institutions of man, of this world. And we want to be free of having to depend on ourselves for uh, our 
truth and our salvation. So even in the middle of a crisis, we have to know that our faith in Christ allows us to be good. And then that faith, as it matures, calls us to do good, even in the middle of a crisis like a COVID. Or it could be just something as small as a personal crisis or a relationship crisis or a job crisis or a health crisis or something else. It doesn't have to be a a worldwide pandemic. So we've been looking at how doing good is really important. And that's where we take up with uh, verse number eight here in chapter three. We're right in the middle of looking what doing good looks like and feels like. And we started off in chapter 3 talking about our relationships, our family relationships, our husband and wife relationships. And so uh, and we touched on this yesterday. So, so now in, chapter, in verse 8, we're talking about now all relationships, okay? So this is really, um, I think it speaks to all of us today. So let's jump right in with this context. Verse 8, finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Okay, so when we're called to do good, we're called to do good not of what we think we're supposed to do, right? It's not just your own, your own. You need to do good with a unity of the mind, mind of Christ, and brotherly love for one another, like Christ, the kind of love that Christ had. It's not your own interpretation of what your good life should be. It should be a life that is following Christ's examples. A tender heart and a humble mind, that's what you're called to do when you're called to do good. It's the good that Christ was doing. It's not our sort of spin on Christianity. That's not what he said. We need to have unity of mind. And this is what he's emphasizing. I think so many times today, Christians sort of say, yep, I believe in Christ and then, you know, or Jesus or whatever. And then <clears throat> they just kind of do their own thing. I don't need to go to church and, you know, um, this is right for me, and it might not be right for other Christians, and, you know, I'm not going to really do this, or, you know, people tend to divide themselves and protect themselves off for what they feel their comfort zone of Christianity is. And Paul is saying there's no comfort zone in Christianity. You need to be unified with Christ. Your heart needs to be there, and your mind needs to be there. God wants your whole heart. He doesn't want part of your heart. God wants your whole mind. He doesn't want part of your mind. He wants 100%. Okay, verse 9, don't repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. On the contrary, bless. That was his solution. Bless somebody else, no matter what they're doing to you. It was just one word, bless. For to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. So that's what you're called to do, is to do good. That means to bless. Bless somebody else. Okay? You want the kind of blessing that you don't deserve. That means you need to bless somebody else that doesn't deserve your blessing. That's what we're called to do. We're called to do good. We're called to bless. 
all right? Specifically, do good, you know, it's not helping little old ladies across the street expecting acknowledgement. No, 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 bless. And it's the kind of blessing that you expect, a blessing that you don't deserve. And so then he says to, um, to illustrate this, what does he do? He quotes the Psalms, Psalm 34, um, uh, verse 12 through 16 in Psalm 34. So that's what the next few verses are. It's a quote back from Psalms. So let's read that quote. Whoever desires to love life and see good days, all right, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. All right, we're back to doing good again. All right, and so the psalmist is saying, if you're supposed to do good, you've got to change your ways. You've got to hold on to your tongue. You've got to hold on to your lips. You've got to turn your actions. You've got to hold on to your actions. Your actions aren't yours anymore. Your speech is not yours anymore. And what comes out of your tongue is reflecting what you're thinking about, right? So your actions are they're different, and you've got to turn away. You've got to change your behaviors because the world is full of evil. You've got to turn and to do good. That means bless someone else, to bless. Let him seek peace and pursue it, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Okay, seeking peace and pursuing that. That's your life. That's your goal, seeking peace, peace with one another, peace with God. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Does that mean we're righteous people? No, we're not righteous, but with Christ inside us, we're righteous. And that's what Christ allows us to be good. Our faith in Him allows us to be good. Now we have to, now we have to change our ways to do good. We have to do good. That's what Christ calls us to do. So, and I tell my daughter this and my son this, and we all talk about how we get along with one another. Christ calls us to be good. And the way we are good, because all of us are sinners, we're all crummy sinners. But because of our faith in Jesus, we have Jesus Christ living inside of us. And because of that, we are good. So because we have Jesus Christ inside of us, then he calls us to actually be good. And he's and Paul is saying that being good is blessing one another as Christ blessed us. Okay? For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. So in God's eyes now we are, are righteous because we have Jesus living inside of us. And his ears are open to their prayers. In other words, if we don't have Christ inside of us, we might not be heard by our Father in heaven. Because we haven't got ourselves right yet with our Father in heaven. So when you see people just praying to pray, just because they want to be spiritual, that doesn't necessarily mean God's going to listen to them. God listens to people who are right with Christ. That's what we have to do. We have that responsibility. We have to get right with Christ. We have to turn away from evil and do good. And His ears are open to their prayers. So when we're praying and we're right with Christ, our Father in heaven is going to hear our prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So if for those who haven't changed, who haven't repented of their sins, who aren't, haven't accepted Christ in faith, 
God's not listening to them. In other words, the face of the Lord is against those. He's not only not listening, He's against those. And that's, how, that's why our faith in Jesus Christ is so important. It's so important. Verse 13, Now, who is there to harm you if you're zealous for what is good? Now, you may have a lot of people trying to harm you right now, or they're saying bad things about you or making fun of you. They may even call you a loser. But who is there to harm you if you're zealous for what is good? So in other words, no matter what people say about you, if you're zealous for the Lord, nobody can hurt you. And we have to believe that in the middle of a COVID virus or in the middle of some kind of other crisis or the people that Peter was talking to, they had all kind of crisis going on too. But verse 14, but even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Okay, so if you have to put up with a suffering because of something you're taking up Christ for, standing for Christ, you'll be blessed. And remember what he said back in verse 9, you are, you are called to bless. That's what doing good is, bless. So you, that's what you want to do. You want to bless others as Christ blessed all of us. And if you have to suffer for it, for sure God looks at that as a blessing to you. And he says, have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. Always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. So the hope that you have is in Christ. The hope that you have is not in this world, but is in Christ. Yet do, he says, do, do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. So when he's talking about how we're doing good, he says do it with humility. Do it with gentleness. That's how you do good. He says you want to be zealous, okay, in verse 13, we want to be zealous to do good, but we're humble. We want to be humble to do good, as we do good. We, we're zealous to do good. We're called to be good. That's our faith. Our faith helps us be good. So we need to be zealous to do good and humble as we are doing good. And doing good means to bless. All right? And so then he says, Verse 17, for it is better to suffer for doing good. Okay, we're back to doing good again. If that should be God's will, than for doing evil. It's God's will for you to do good. And, it's, and it is God's will for you to do good no matter what. You can't make a decision on whether or not to do good based on how safe you feel. The only safety that you have is in Christ. 
That's your safety net. It's Christ. Your safety net is not what makes sense to you here on earth, but in Christ. Verse 18, for Christ also suffered. Now, if you have to do good that makes you suffer, then you think, well, hmm, is that really is that really good? Then he says, of course it is, because Christ suffered. Christ suffered once for sins, the righteousness, the righteous for the unrighteous, so that he might bring us to God. So in other words, Christ suffered to bring us to God. Now, if we have to suffer to bring someone to God, that's good. That is doing good. That is blessing someone. So be zealous to do good, to bless someone else, to bring someone else to God, because Christ did it. That's what Christ was zealous to do, being put to death. So in other words, was it inconvenient for Christ to do that? Oh, yes, it was. He, he died, but made alive in the Spirit. <clears throat> so Christ, <clears throat> Christ died on the cross. But he was raised, and he was made alive in the Spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah. Now Christ in the Spirit went, and um, there's several interpretations about this. Uh, my study Bible and McGee was saying that in the Spirit, Christ was able, His Holy Spirit was able to minister to those who might not have understood or ministered to those as an example. Like McGee says, in this example, Christ's Spirit was speaking through the prophets to people. Christ's Spirit was speaking through Noah to the people. So in other words, even though Christ wasn't there, even though Christ wasn't there like on earth, what, 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 you know, one question I always had was, you know, isn't it a bit unfair that, that we have, you know, Jesus Christ now and we have Bibles now, but what about those... What about those other people in the Old Testament that never knew Jesus Christ and never knew that, that faith in Him was so important? So Peter is sort of touching on this. It looks like that it's the Spirit of Christ that has been speaking to people all throughout time. It's the Holy Spirit of Christ that has been talking through the prophets, talking through uh, people that we um, see. And Christ was ministering to their, their spirits. Christ is ministering to their people, these people. So God, Christ is being preached through the uh, gospel. And Christ was speaking through Noah. Christ was speaking through those prophets in the Old Testament. So Christ brings everyone to God. And that's the point Peter is making. And, and at this point, there's just a limit to human understanding of this. But the point Peter's making is we are called to do good and bring people to Christ. I mean, bring people to God. 
That's our calling. And he's giving you the ultimate example of Christ and his calling to bring everyone to God, all of mankind to God. Even the ones back in the Old Testament times, his spirit was still searching for hearts to come to God. That's Christ coming to God, bringing people to God and blessing others. That's doing good. And so he's given us this example of Christ's ultimate example to bringing people to God and blessing others. And if Christ does that, we can follow. We can do that too. And he's, you know, he's saying baptism. Now he talks about baptism. That, that's not really bringing anybody to God. That's just washing yourself. Verse 21, baptism, which uh, um, uh, corresponds to this, now saves you, but not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. So what he's saying is, is baptism is, is an outward sign of a good conscience. And it's this sort of this um, representation of what Jesus Christ has already done. Jesus Christ has already saved us. It's all about Jesus Christ. No, it's not about an animal sacrifice. And no, it's not about a human baptism. That's all manifestations, examples. It's like I've seen it before, like the the representation of being married. You put a ring on, that represents you're married, but the ring itself doesn't marry you. It's just a representation of your acknowledgement that I'm putting my faith in Christ. Christ has already done the work. Christ has already saved you. Christ didn't die on the cross and le- and 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 leave things incomplete for you so that only unless you're baptized a certain way does that complete what Christ did on the cross no Christ has already done it it has nothing to do with us all we need to do is place our faith in him so peter has given us this powerful example of what doing good looks like. It is being zealous to bring others to God. So that's where we end today in the middle of a COVID pandemic. I hope this study was really helpful and encouraging and comforting to you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ. Keep your hearts centered on Christ every day. That's where our strength comes from. So for me to all of you, God bless you. We'll see you next time tomorrow as we continue our study through 1 Peter. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing well and staying safe as well. God bless you all, and we'll see you tomorrow.